everybody, this is William Del Pilar, and this is Points on the Board, and I am here with my co-host, Eddie Aparicio, working double hours. Eddie and I had such a good talk last episode, it was all NBA, and we were actually supposed to talk some NFL too, so we said, screw it, let's just do another podcast. Eddie, how have you been doing since we last spoke a few minutes ago? <laughs> you know, I was just sitting there watching the, uh, the Lakers game uh, versus the Miami Heat. Because, uh, you know, I'm a big FanDuel player, and tonight's going to be a decent night for me, so I want some money tonight. So I like to kind of track how my players are doing. So that's what I, I was doing, is just kind of seeing how my, my uh, lineups are doing. Um, there you the, go. During the off time. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, ironically, I, I I don't know if I'm a good gambler or not, but I've gambled a few times and won. But I've never tried because I have an addictive personality, and I truly believe in my heart Unless you're like a Bill Walters, one of these professional gamblers, and we're talking yeah. gamblers that gamble uh, uh, in the tens of million and they have wealth in the hundreds of millions. Uh, 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 I truly believe outside of those types, players lose. Look at Charles Barkley. Look at Phil Mickelson. Phil yeah, Mickelson, yeah, yeah. They said have lost sure. hundreds of millions. Yeah. yeah anyway, sure. we have a decent show tonight. I think it's decent. We're going to talk about the NFL playoff hunt. We're going to look at various teams. We may not look at all of them, but uh, uh, we're going to look at some of the ones that, that, that we think will be very interesting. From there, oh my gosh, my notes are amiss. But from there, I believe we go to the MVP race. Uh, I have my thoughts on the MVP race. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about it. Eddie will give us his. This is actually Eddie's segment. Eddie said, let's do an MVP race. And it was fun for a couple of weeks until Lamar Jackson showed up. <laughs> out of nowhere, then, too. Exactly. Yeah. Then we're going to talk Black Monday. And I brought this up. I said, Eddie, I want to do Black Monday because it's more, it's this terrible thing to say because these are people's lives on the line. But the reason I want to guess and have fun with it is because the coaches who get fired, they still get their millions. They still get paid. So don't feel too badly for that. Parachutes. Not on the six figure job. Exactly. The golden parachute for you people that don't know is an extremely lucrative retirement or, 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 or what do they call it when you get fired? A severance or whatever. Yep. But they, they tend to be for these executives. Some of them will go from 20 some odd million to like 100, 160 million. It just depends who you're with. But that's ungodly money, isn't it, Eddie? Yeah. You can feed 2 million people in my country called Panama with that kind yep. of money. Yep. All right. So let's get to it. Eddie, first of all, what are your thoughts regarding the playoff race? in terms of the gen, uh, an overall general thought about it? You know, I, I, in, in general, you know, the, the, the two best teams have already played, and we're going to see a rematch, rematch of that, in my opinion, in the Super Bowl, assuming nobody gets injured. And I'm talking about the 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens. That's ultimately what I think is going to happen. But as far as the, the process to get there, I mean, we have some interesting, you know, uh, uh, matchups going on this weekend specifically in the AFC because, you know, Buffalo's playing Miami. And I think that's going to probably going to be the game of the weekend, in my opinion. And then I, I would say the following one after that would be the Texans versus the Colts. I think that's a good matchup too, because they're both playing for something. Both games, they're both, there's things on the line big time. And, and it's great that they're matched up against each other. So, um, so those are the ones that I'm looking forward to seeing. But ultimately, I th like I said, I think it's going to be the Niners versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I, I statistically, I'm not going to argue, but who, in my article, I write it three or four times in there, depending on the team, any given Sunday, you know, so, so I hope you see that I've loved, I've loved the season so far this year outside of the referees. Uh, I loathe these referees. Oh yeah. They could change some of these calls, but they don't want to, uh, 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 yeah, you know, so so that's bothering me. But I love it when a season comes to the final week and there's more than just a couple of games that are going to determine playoff spots. So feel lucky, people, that we have so many games. So in regards to the Bills and Dolphins, the Bills clinch the division if they win. You know, uh, if they can still get in the playoffs uh, 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 if they don't win, but then, you know, it, it's the what if. And I have all that data, people, but there's tens of articles you can look it up yourself. I don't want to bog the show down with minutia like that. But the Bills win and they win a the division. And my point in saying that, Eddie, is how far the Bills have gone, have come since they fell from grace, you know? And. Right how much the Dolphins have been exposed by the Ravens. And for us, for us Buffs, 
we not only look at the Ravens, but we look at the, 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 a couple, uh, there was another blowout uh, 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 loss they had, if I remember. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Bills against the Niners. The Niners have blown out everybody except the Ravens, it seems like. Pretty but much. My point, but my point is, is the Dolphins can't beat a team over 500. And honestly, Eddie, here's what I believe in my heart. The Cowboys are losers, not because they don't have the talent, not because they don't have the coaching strategy. It's because they don't have the mental toughness. And, 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 and I mean, they can talk about their win streak at home, but we both know it was the rest. But anyway, so let's move on. Out of the Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. I agree real, with you. That's Detroit. Real quick. Oh, real go ahead. Quick, real Sorry. quick. I just, before we get off of Buffalo Bills, Miami, isn't it interesting now that Buffalo Bills – pretty much out of nowhere they were kind of like a 500 team we were kind of questioning like what is this team doing have you noticed in the past three weeks and i and i'm going to say this that this probably affected a lot of fantasy uh, line of uh, fantasy football owners that josh allen was this like number one quarterback for the first like 10 11 weeks and then when they discover running game oh my god josh allen's production went down from a fantasy standpoint but the team was better so because they discovered this running game, I think they're gonna they're gonna beat Miami. That's my prediction on that game. You know, Eddie, you are spot on. But what Eddie has also told the world is he 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 applauds me with my big old 10K file, but he doesn't read it. Because <laughs> I could say that every week early on, I said, uh, and it was also about the Bengals. Uh, uh, and I alluded to it with the Niners being in a positive about this. It doesn't matter how good your gunslinger is. If he can get shut down, uh, neutralized, rattled, you're done. And that's kind of what happened with Josh Allen. Now, when the Cincinnati Bengals made the Super Bowl, Joe Mixon was a big part of the offense. But as, as, as Joe Burrows grew with his abilities, the coach Screw the screw the rushing attack, and they put it all on Burroughs. When Jake Browning came in, they gave Mixon the ball a little bit more. Right. What the what the Buffalo Bills did is the epitome of what the West Coast offense talks about. You have to have a running back who can catch the ball, and in essence, that little screen pass, a little dump off, that's like an extended handoff. However, the Niners under Bill Walsh, and I forget his name, probably uh, Roger Craig. Yes. He could run in between the tackles. The successful ones can run in between the tackles. So they don't have a lot of studs on the bills, but they have a committee. And once I saw that happening, I'm like, yep, it's what I said. And it's not that I'm tooting my horn, Eddie. A balanced attack is the key to success. Why do you think the Ravens are all world? They've had the number one or top tier in the top five at various points in the season of a rushing attack. And Lamar Jackson, this is what I kept saying. It's a new offense. He's got to learn the X's and O's. Then he's got to develop chemistry with his receivers. And not only chemistry, but timing. I go, that will happen as the season progresses. And they will start, and that's when you want to worry. So what the Ravens have done is exactly as I knew they would and why they're so good. And what the Bills have done is made a correction I suggested many, many weeks ago. That's why Christian McCaffrey is so important to the Niners. And that is why it was so important for them to post some rushing yardage after he left the game, which they did. And you can probably tell us the backup's name. I don't remember. But he had a very nice game. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Yes, Elijah Mitchell. And my issue with today's whiz kid Head coaches, that's all they're doing is whizzing piss because they think their schemes don't need balance. They think if they have this player or that player, they can create the offense around it. You can do that with Joe Burrows for X amount of games, but he has no Super Bowl. You can do that with Patrick Mahomes and win a Super Bowl or two in his prime. He's in year seven, and he that team is not elite. An average team cannot beat the Chiefs because he's got a big salary cap contract and they've also paid a couple of other players big money. So now they're left with scripting for average players or subpar players at depth. And so they come back to earth. So to counter that, you must build a, uh, a strong balance office. That's another reason the Jacksonville Jaguars have tanked. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been hurt most of the year. He's not effective as, as he used to be. He's not 100%. 
and they're still counting on him with a high ankle sprain to, to do that fourth and inches at the goal line or that fourth and one because they don't have a powerful – they don't have what you call a power running back. They got Travis Etienne, who is great, but you can't do an outside rush every other play and not expect a team to eventually figure you out. And you that's just, what's happening. Right. So I apologize for ranting and, and, and ranting on, but it's a real big pet peeve for me as an NFL analyst. And when I, I say that proudly, because when I've gone on the radio, I've gone on television, and I always research, and and some of the people that I knew, I'm like, some of them were awesome. Like, they just knew this innately. They've been around the game so long. But some of the people they have on, there's a guy at Fox. He tattooed his, his the Kansas City's uh, logo or helmet or something on his leg uh, uh, with, like, undefeated on it for 2023. And, you know, they lost their first game. You know, those are the types of people on there. He's like a shock jock. They wanted more for his shock jockness than actual knowledge. So I'm like, no, I can talk football with anybody. I can talk politics. I can certain things. And it infuriates me that people in the game itself don't understand it. Uh, But maybe it's too close to the forest to see the trees. Anyway, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Who do you like to win the division out of those three? They're all at nine and seven. Indianapolis plays. Houston, so, right? Houston. Yeah, 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 correct. So as far as winning the division, I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. To, it's, it's theirs to lose. I mean, they're going up against a Tennessee Titan team that has nothing. They're not They're not playing for anything. So they're, they're favored, I think, five and a half points in this game. So I, I think it's Jacksonville's to lose. Now, if for whatever reason, like you said, any given Sunday, because, you know, Jacksonville is on the road, and we know that Trevor Lawrence is 100%. You know, if, if that happens then I say it's the Houston Texans that will win that division. But I, that's the second-place guy. In my opinion, I think Jacksonville's going to win the division. I think Jacksonville's the better team. They just don't They don't have a rushing attack, and they don't know how to put their foot down on somebody's neck and snap it. And uh, Houston knows how to do that. Uh, but I agree with you. It's Jacksonville's to lose. Uh, C.J. Beathard carried the torch. Trivia question, who is C.J. Beathard related to? Uh, the former GM of the uh, San Diego Chargers. And not uh, that what, person, but but what other team? Uh, I don't know actually. Washington Redskins. He <laughs> uh, was uh, okay. the 80s and 90s. Remember when the Redskins went to like three or four Super Bowls, won like three of them or something like that? It yeah. was uh, uh, he was a general manager for, for that. So, yeah, a little trivia question. He's a grandson of the late great Bobby Beathard. You know what's sad? I'm digressing here, but it's sad when somebody dies, there's like one day, a couple paragraphs. But yet the obituary uh, or, or how the media praises them has is nowhere near what it should be when you look at their actual accomplishment. Life's not fair, but I look at it this way. I'll be dead. So what the bleep do I care? <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So now uh, I didn't mark them down, but very briefly, do you think the Steelers can upset the Ravens uh, uh, to uh, get, I mean, they're also going to need some help, but the first step is to beat the Ravens. Yeah, but the Ravens, the Ravens have everything wrapped up, so they're not playing for anything. So they're going to play all their bench warmers, and Pittsburgh has something to play for. So I think Pittsburgh is going to beat them. Uh, that's what I was going to say. You got me with my trick question, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So uh, let's move on to the NFC. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Eddie. Uh, any, any other teams you want to talk about uh, in no. the AFC? All right. No, all I, right. I think we have it all wrapped up. I mean, I, I think, like I said, coming out of the AFC will be the Baltimore Ravens. But for this weekend, they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. Okay, but real quick, real quick then. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, who wins? No explanation, just who do you think wins? Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, Houston, uh, Indianapolis, who do you think wins? Houston. I want Indy to win, but I think you're right. Yeah, Houston wins. Jacksonville, Tennessee, you already said that. Jacksonville, Absolutely. I agree. Pittsburgh, you said Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know who will win. But your logic is as sound as it can get and very true. So uh, I don't know who will win, but, but, but Pittsburgh and third string Mason Rudolph is kicking some tail. And, Eddie, a few years ago I was like, Mason Rudolph isn't such a bad quarterback. Why don't they give him right, a shot? I agree. Yeah, yeah I don't understand uh, why they didn't even give him a shot because I thought he was doing pretty good. And then they gave, gave the reins to Kenny Pickett. So well, I, I'm, Tom Zach before that. Tom Zach first, not Tom. Yeah, Zach, Tom but Zach then Kenny, Kenny Pickett got it. You know, right, right here, right. You know, he got drafted, and they gave him the starting job. You know, and I'm, I'm like Mason Rudolph. Exactly. So he did pretty well, and I exactly. think he's showing that he's still pretty good. He should be considered. 
And I apologize. I said Mike Tomczak. He is an old stealer. He played in the league like 15 years for various teams. But what I meant was Mitch Trubisky. You know, I'm like, Trubisky. when they signed Mitch Trubisky, I thought that was a bad hire because the Chicago Bears broke Mitch Trubisky. He He's so insecure because he's yeah. fearful. Of getting sacked. That, that's why young quarterbacks should not go to bad teams. But yep. that's the way the world works. In the NFC, uh, first of all, who wins? Dallas, Washington. Oh, uh, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. 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 They have some, yeah. I mean, they, 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 I, you know, they're 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 still playing for the number two seed. You know, exactly. they're going against exactly. uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia for that, and they they're invested interest. So they're going to play. They they want that 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 home that home game in the playoffs. So I that, I agree, goes. and I think Washington. I think certain teams this week. They, I don't want to get hurt, bro. You know, they go to their they go to their opponent, bro, man. We're both not making the players. I don't want to get hurt. It's like, uh, uh, you know, I think that's where Washington is at. You know, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Eagles and Giants. Uh, I, I'm thinking Eagles easily, but then easily. again, the way they play, easily. You know? I mean, they have something to play for. Although, you know, the Giants, they, they have some pride, but I, you know, I, they're not they're not playing for anything. So. I, it's the Eagles. They're 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 hungry. They want to get that second seed, so they're playing for something. And the hungry team usually wins, you know, uh, these games usually. Yeah, I I agree, but I'm concerned with the fact that they are unraveling. AJ Brown is destroying the locker room. He's pitting the coaching staff against the players, and uh, uh, he's a diva. And 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 I don't like it when players do things that hurt the team overall. He's got issues with professional. Go take it to the team privately, but he wants camera time. It's all about him, and that gives me concern because the Giants played them tough last time. Now the Eagles were the that better yep. team, so I would not be shocked if there's an upset because this game is in the Meadowlands. Uh, uh, because the Giants have been playing good enough to stay in the game, you know. So we'll see. But I think you put a gun to my head, Eagles, Eagles. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> all right. The reason I bring those two teams up is. So, uh, 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 they're both vying for the NFC title. And, and, and I think uh, 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 Dallas has to lose for Philadelphia to clinch the title. So, uh, so, so if the Cowboys do their job, they're in. Okay, Minnesota at seven and nine, dude, they're still in it. I think they're done. Uh, Green Bay, they have a slight chance. Now, everything I told you earlier about the rushing attack, uh, but also, more importantly, about a quarterback developing chemistry, I guess I'm tuning my own horn. I've been saying this every week, and I've been saying, oh, he's there, he's there. I didn't think he would grow up so quickly. And I'm, uh, and I'm talking about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. They oh, right. the Chicago Bears. Yep. But it's not showing in the numbers, but I watch the games every week. And, bro, when that guy drops back and he actually looks and cocks that arm back, I'm like, oh, my God. Because yeah. that guy has an arm, and he's not very—he's not half bad with his accuracy. I think they don't need another quarterback this season. After he came back from injury, Justin Fields realized this is what I have to do to play quarterback. So my point to you, Eddie, is this game is between the longest NFL rivalry in existence. These yep. teams hate each other, and yep. sometimes you can throw the record out. And the way Chicago has been playing, not as many wins as the Packers over the last six games, but they've been playing just as good and tough as they have. I I, I think the Packers will win this game because it's in Green Bay, but it's not a given. Uh, I agree. And all Green Bay has to do is win and they're in, I believe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's it. They win and they clinch the playoff berth. But, you know, the Chicago, I mean, this this one is a toss-up. You know, if I were a betting man, I mean, shoot, it could go either way. There's, I, I, I don't know if I'd pick Green Bay depending on the points. Now, if they were, you know, uh, you know, let's say it was minus, I don't know, minus two, I yeah, would probably yeah. take Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Chicago and, and Green Bay, like you said, it's 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 a long rivalry. They know each other very well, and there's no lost love between those two teams. And it would do, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears fan base, you know, a great thing if they can take out a rival like the Green Bay Packers for playoff contention. So. This is a toss-up, but I am going to lean towards Green Bay just because I think that you know they they're they're playing for something more than Chicago. Chicago's oh, yeah. I think eliminated anyway, right? So they have something to, to, to do, but Chicago has you know the the the, the motivation to take out a, a, a rival you know from the playoffs. So it's it's a toss-up, but I'm leaning towards Green Bay. I agree, I agree, Eddie. The only reason I would say that yeah, Green Bay's going to win is because it's. A home game, you know, but uh, uh, you never say never. 
Yeah. Any given Sunday. But yeah, that uh, that 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 will be a good game. I have no interest in it per se. Uh, there's other games that have greater interest, but for the Chicago and Green Bay fans, even though Chicago's out of it, they have a lot to prove still. Making a statement and knocking their arch rivals out of the playoff picture. Yep. Again, going back to Minnesota, I don't give them any shot. You never say never again. But they're playing the Detroit Lions, who are probably pissed that the refs stole a game for the for the Cowboys. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going Detroit. Now we talked about the sad. We didn't call it the sad sack division, but the AFC South is like nobody wants to win it. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's like it's like you know, I got the trophy. Oh no! Here you can have it. No, you can have it. No, you you know that is the NFC South too. The Atlanta Falcons at seven and nine, uh, seven and nine facing the New Orleans Saints at eight and eight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight and eight uh, facing the Carolina Panthers at two and fourteen. Who takes that division? Now to let you know, uh, 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 Tampa Bay wins. They're in. Uh, right. uh, New Orleans wins. They, the other two teams, even if they win, they need some outside help. I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay. So I think Tampa Bay has the easier matchup. Um, and I think they are the better team um, amongst those three. So, you know, and they, have, like I said, they have the easier matchup. So I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay. And something you probably don't know, Tampa Bay is my third favorite team. And I've loved them since the 70s. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that team. So that's, that's why I think it's going to win. And, and, and I'm looking at it logically, not just emotionally. Oh, no, no, no. You're right on that. It's just they're playing the 2 of 14 team. You know, it's exactly. like if you can't beat the 2 of 14 team, then Baker Mayfield, you deserve not to get a new contract. And Todd Bowles, uh, or Bowles, or Bowles, I apologize for the uh, name. Yeah. Bowles, Todd Bowles, you deserve to be fired. I'm not a Todd Bowles fan. I look, I look at an individual's record. It's like Todd Bowles is a phenomenal defensive coordinator. When you look at his defensive sure. teams, they're top tier. But like, like Norv Turner, who was a a, a, a guru, uh, and Dave wants that gurus under Jimmy Johnson. They were both failures as head coaches. I'm not impressed with Bow or Bow. How was it? Bowles. Todd Bowles' uh, head coaching abilities. But if he wins, wins the division, he'll win it with a nine and uh, 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 yeah, a nine and eight record. It's a winning record. Give them another year to see what they can do because that team is going nowhere. They got a lot of holes, but I agree with you, Eddie. They should beat the Panthers. Uh, oh, and they have a lot of holes, Tampa, because of the general manager and Todd Bowles. Bowles. They knew they had no rushing attack. They let Leonard Fournette walk. You know, not that he was a great uh, rusher, but they did nothing to bring anything in, and they wonder why they're they're in the bottom tier rushing the box. Yeah, but uh, Rashad White isn't bad though. I mean, he's he's actually done decently late lately. So uh, he's just been inconsistent. But you know, he's he's somebody that you know they drafted, and uh, you know he's done decently. But, you know, I don't know if it's all the running backs' fault. You know, it could be some offensive line issues on that on to help. No, and you're right. It may not. It may not be on the back end. I actually had that data just not in front of me. For those out there, check out uh, Del Pilar's diatribe, my NFL power rankings for Week 18. Because what I do, Eddie, is I always uh, I have a little I have a little chart there which lists three game trend. You know where they rank against. You know where they rank during the last three games, and then their season rank and that's how I know when teams are trending up. You know, I look at those, the, the, the three-game trends start to move up or start to move down. It's like Josh Allen. I knew they were doing a passing attack because I slowly started seeing uh, uh, those rushing attack uh, numbers move up in his passing numbers. Not the numbers, but the rankings move down. So little simple tricks like that. You don't need, I mean, having all the algorithms, I guess, that all these gamblers use would be nice, but there's some base use in this. All right, Seattle Seahawks. They're at Arizona. Uh, they need help to get in. Arizona just beat up the Eagles. They beat the Steelers, and they beat the Cowboys. However, at 4-12, and 12, 12 teams have managed to figure out how to beat them. Uh, my question, my point to you, Eddie, is they play hard for Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator, now their head coach. But they don't have a lot of talent. Or, like, it just it's just a terrible team in so many phases. But they play hard, and they're good right. at pulling upset. Do you see an upset against Seattle this week? Absolutely, I think Arizona is going to beat uh, Seattle. I, I see wow. them beating. Yeah, they're 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 on a they're they're trying to get some momentum. I think going into next season, um, and you know, they Kyler Murray's back, and he's actually shown that he's still got it, <laughs> even though he got injured last year. Um, and that's part of the reason why they were 
you know, these 12 losses is that Kyler Murray came in late. You know, he's been injured for most of the year and then came back late. I forgot what week he came in, but, you know, yeah, he had some rust and he shaked off the rust. And I think he's gotten better. They got a, a really good running back in James Conner. They have a really yes. good emerging tight end in Trey McBride. So, you know, those two right there make them dangerous. Now, Marquise Brown is their wide receiver, but he's been uh, hurt, you know, uh, in yes. and out. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood, right? Greg Dorch and, you know, uh, Rondale Moore. I mean, uh, whoever else is out there in the wide receivers that, you know, they're, they're more like two, the number two and number three receivers on most teams. But Marquise Brown is their number one, and they're still winning without him really being in, in the lineup. So I, I'm giving the edge to, to Arizona just because they're riding momentum right now. I can't argue that. I, I think the Seahawks should win this game, but they're so helter-skelter. You know, uh, my one comment on uh, 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 the Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray, he slides out every season the first six games, but then it's yeah. six in the wear and tear, and then he gets hurt. So, so they're going to keep him because of what he's done. But the reality is he's really in his six-game early season mode. I want to see Kyler Murray – uh, play at that level in week 10, 12, 13, 14 after he started week one as a starter. To me, I'm not saying he's a fraud. I'm not saying he's not showing us who he is. It's like he's shown us this before when the season starts. And that's kind of where he's at when he came back from injury. So I don't think they're going to look for a quarterback. Uh, I think they have to pay their penance. They were too stupid to sign him to a contract as big as that. Uh, uh, and then they fell under peer pressure from the fans. When it came out, it was in the contract. you got to study the playbook. A team does not put that in the contract unless a player doesn't like study. And then they pulled it out. You know, so that's why the Cardinals are perennial losers in my eyes. They don't do what needs to be done to win. But that said, Kyler Murray's been playing well, and you're right. They could win this game. And there you have it, my friends. The NFL playoffs. So a quick review. Eddie and I are saying Tampa's going to make it. Green Bay's going to make it. Oh, no, no, no. You're saying there's going to be an upset there. You're saying Chicago. No, I'm saying I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago beats okay. them, but I'm, going, I'm leaning towards Green Bay. Yeah, so I'm leaning towards Green Bay because if they win, they're in. I'm leaning towards them as well. Uh, uh, and we're both leaning towards Dallas beating the Commanders and taking the East. We're, we're both agreeing, agreeing that Jacksonville should beat Tennessee and take the division outright. And and we both agree that Houston should beat the Colts. Uh, uh, and Houston can, can get in with a win or uh, 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 oh no 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 if Jacksonville wins they, yeah, if Jacksonville done. wins they're out yeah they're done they're done yeah 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 and we both think Buffalo will beat Miami though I think that game's going to be closer than we think because Miami's going to come out angry uh, uh, because of the embarrassment and, and honestly uh, Eddie would you agree with me it's okay to disagree but I view that beatdown by the Ravens as an embarrassment more so than the Niners uh, because Dolphins knew what was on the line with that game, and they were crushed. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know. But the other thing, the other thing that could happen here, it's going to be re it's going to be interesting to see how this team recovers because you know the, the, when the when the Cowboys got whipped by the Niners, it, cha it 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 changed their season. They they re they were resilient and they turned their season around, and uh, they could have easily faltered. In this case, I think Miami is in the same. They're going to undergo the same test that Dallas went through earlier in the year. And, you know, they got their butts kicked. But with the other thing that's uh, an issue here is that they, they one of their defensive, uh, you know, stalwarts in, in Bradley Chubb got hurt for the season. He lost his, you know, I think he yes. had ACL or right, his knee injury. And that, that could have a looming effect. It, it depends on how the team reacts to that. Some teams, they, it's a rallying cry to play for that player, to try and win it for that player. Other teams, they're just like, oh, my God, we have no hope, right? I mean, this guy – we're. This is, the, especially if he's a leader. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. But, you know, uh, Miami has the talent to beat anybody. Um, but the thing is, is that defense, is, it, it, their defense has played a lot better than people anticipated. And their running game is really, really good when, when they're both there. It's just that, you know, uh, 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 they, they sometimes become too pass happy, you know, and, and yes. they, they forget the balance. So, exactly. you know, hopefully exactly. that, but in my, in my honest opinion, I think Buffalo is going to be, it's going to take them out. And I think it's going to be close, but I think Buffalo will win. Yeah. Your one thing on the, on the Cowboys, you forgot to add is I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones and Brad Allen had a serious conversation there before that Lions game. 
I'm kidding, people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But trust me, there will eventually be a corruption scandal because of, because with gambling now legal, DFS, yep. all that, it's just a matter of time. All right. Uh, absolutely. NFL quick hits. The MVP race has been wide open all season, but William Del Pilar says not anymore. Before I go on it, do you agree? Do you think it's a done deal or do you think it's still an open race? You know, it's unfortunate that uh, Brock Purdy had the game when everybody was watching. That was the, you know, the, the, the Sunday night game on Christmas night. You know, all eyes were on it and he had his worst game of the season. But I wouldn't put it all on him because, you know, a couple of, the, a couple of those interceptions that, that, that happened, they, I mean, they were just great plays by the defense. They, they were not really his fault. And you know, so the, there was two of them. He made, I think, really two bad throws that were that resulted in the turnovers. But the other ones were just great plays by the defense. And I honestly think that the Ravens' D just really played lights out that game. And that's that's what won it. And, you know, made short fields for Lamar Jackson, the offense. And Lamar Jackson had a good game. I think he had two touchdowns that game. Uh, he had a decent game, but he wasn't really a factor in the first half. And I think the Niners and Ravens were pretty close in the first. I think Ravens were up by four points. First quarter. I remember first quarter. Yeah. And then the Ravens. Well, just up, up until halftime, I think it was still a close game. And then the second half is when they just completely fell apart. So, anyway. Um, uh, no, no, I agree, Eddie. That the Niners looked tight. They didn't look comfortable. They looked nervous. And the Ravens, as the game progressed, got looser, more confident. And 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 I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it would make sense. That was. Arguing their biggest game of the uh, 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 of the season was the Ravens, and, and and I think they wilted under pressure. But I'm not saying I'm saying that in a bad way. But there's a good way to look at it. When you lose like that, and you're as talented yeah. as the Niners, you want payback. Yeah. yeah so I see that as a good loss. You know, hey, yeah. if I if I'm Brock Purdy, I have no issues if I'm hoisting the Lombardi Trophy and my opponent or a rival is hoisting the MVP trophy. You know, that's more, you yeah. know, that's how I look at it. And, and but, honestly, but, but, Eddie, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no, because it's another long drive. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what I was just going to say is that it's unfortunate that, you know, and I talked about this in a previous podcast, that, you know, when players have their bad games early in the season, there's a lot of ground to make up, and it can change that perception. Yes. And in this case – you know, that game erased all the goodness that, that Brock Purdy had prior to that. And for that reason, I mean, the odds makers make him even behind Dak, Dak Prescott to be an MVP. And that's ridiculous, in my opinion, just because of that one bad game. And I think there's just a lot of haters out there about this kid just because, you know, he's the last pick of the draft. You know, he's on a great team that has a lot of talent and they make him like a system quarterback. And then See, as soon as he has a bad game, see, I told you so. He's a system quarterback, and it's BS. So I, I just think he's getting there's 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 voters out there that have that perspective, and I think that you're seeing the media play that out, and I think that's yeah. why you're seeing Brock Purdy slip down in the MVP race. When, in my opinion, I think he should be number two, and then Christian right. McCaffrey number three, and then Dak Prescott number four. But we all know it's Lamar Jackson's to lose. The only way Lamar Jackson doesn't win it, which is not the case anymore because he's not playing on Sunday. So he's, you know, he's already wrapped it up and neither's Brock Purdy. So it's, it's a done deal. The, the media has already hyped it up. It's, it's Lamar Jackson's to lose. And I think that's what's going to happen because they sway the votes. You know, I always tell people life's not fair. It is what it is. Deal with it. But the one rule I always tell people, you better learn if you want to be successful in life, whether it's in the marriage, relationship, business, job, as an employee, you better understand what perception is. People perceive the truth in their own way, meaning how their brain works, whatever, what they're looking at as they digest it, analyze it, break it down, that's their truth. A person on the other side will do that too. And those two individuals can come to different conclusions, but they both believe they're seeing the truth. And as I told you off camera, how I view America uh, based off my travels, I've been over 30 some odd countries. Uh, I've worked within those countries. Some of them only been a few days. Some of them I've been to a few weeks. Some of them I've been for years. Uh, but how I look at tribal relationships, you know, how different we are. 
I got angry with Kaepernick because I saw what he was doing to the name. And ever since then, and I got back into the game, whenever there's a white-black issue, it becomes tribal. There is so much hate on Purdy. Uh, 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 and it gets me angry because I feel bad for Trey Lance because I'm like, the kid was hurt, you know? He never got his shot, you know? Right. But the reason they right. shipped him off was Purdy had won it and they just didn't want any more controversy in the locker room and the players supported Purdy. But there was a lot of hate on Purdy for that. There was a lot of hate for the Mr. Irrelevant coming up and playing better than a team the Niners had gone up for in the top 10, giving it up three first round draft picks for. And that hate transcended, not just amongst the fans, but into a leftist beat reporter media. Eddie, I worked and I paid, uh, let's see, 30, 50, what's, what's 30, uh, 30, 15, uh, what's 15 by 10? 150 by 30. So, so uh, approximately uh, 200 reporters were on KFFL's payroll in the 10 years I worked. Now, to tell people they weren't KFFL reporters, they would be reporting for their own paper or network, and they would, I gave them a, a, a detail sheet to fill out. I didn't care for their writing. I just wanted the data. And uh, uh, it is an extremely leftist, biased uh, industry. You saw Hub Arkosh. He is the, the owner, uh, or not owner, probably not owner, but he runs Pro Football Weekly. He's an icon in the industry of the NFL. He is one of the kindest, most loving men you will ever meet. Hub can do no wrong, but he's a hardcore leftist. He sat there and said he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers because of Aaron Rodgers, the person, not Aaron Rodgers, the football player. That's how yeah. most reporters run. So Brock Purdy has been given all this hate, not because of his play, but because of envy, jealousy, and they just don't like him. You know, they don't want him as the face of the NFL quarterback. They'd rather have a Trey Lance. It's not right or wrong. It's not, it's not right or wrong. It's not fair or unfair. It's the political climate. So I, I, when I see all this, I completely get it. And I understand it because I've been following it from day one. And people forget, I knew these reporters. I used to talk to them, not multiple times a week, but at least once a week, my editors did. You know, so I truly feel for Brock Purdy. But I don't care because to me, Brock, you just got to rise above this. Keep doing what yeah. you're doing and eventually you'll win the haters over, you know, and you'll prove your critics wrong. Yeah. yeah. But that said, yeah. I hope Trey Lance lands somewhere. I don't think it'll be Dallas. I think Dak, even though his contract ends, uh, 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 is still the Cowboys franchise quarterback. And I think they just want to yeah. see what they have at Trey Lance and uh, go from there. But, you know, I wish Lance the great success, but I truly believe that is the issue in today's NFL. Because remember, they led all of this in 2016 and the eruption uh, of the violence that eventually happened. I'm very political, Eddie, and I believe sports with Jackie Robinson breaking so many things, so many, so many barriers. You have the greatness of Willie Mays, uh, even Joe Gilliam with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was better than Terry Bradshaw. But damn it, he he freaking liked Coke more than he liked playing football. So that kind of <laughs> went south. But there have been some great players of various colors and cultures, and and I think it's unfair to look at it one way when it was demonizing black players and now looking at it the other way and beginning to demonize white players. So God bless Brock Purdy. God bless Trey Lance. God bless any damn good human being. You know, God's probably saying, why do you have to use the word damn? You know who would say that, ask that? Would be my mom. Why do you use those words, son? <laughs> She's a fundamentalist, Eddie. Big Christian, a big uh, God-fearing, goes to church three times a week. All right. I agree with but you, Eddie. Real, real, real quick, real quick, but just removing the bias, just your own honest opinion, how would you rank the MVP race? I'm a perception guy. When it mattered, when the chips were on the line, who performed? Purdy or Lamar Jackson? And the reason I say that is... They yeah, but were we both... know Lamar Jackson, number one, but who's named the next three in order? Oh, it's Purdy by far. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my point. It, it, yeah. But yet they have freaking Christian McCaffrey second, and then they have uh, you know Dak Prescott third and Purdy fourth. 
It's ridiculous. Well, it's the hate. It's the hate, I tell you. It's, and, that's and, what I'm and, saying. And, that's why I just tweeted out earlier, look, I'm not going to vote for Nikki Haley if she wins the nomination. I vote for a person where I can look at their actions, what they've done. I'm tired of wars. You know, I'm not going to vote for somebody because you say I'm a Republican. I have to vote for them. And that's how I look at sports and everything in life, the individual and the action. And Purdy's been a winner. And here's what people forget. Now, it's a good thing they're looking at him like they look at any other NFL player. But Purdy is not a first-round top-10 draft pick. He doesn't have a multi-zillion-dollar contract. And people no. make fun of his contract. I mean, they, they jokingly laugh about it because he's still living with a roommate, still drives his own car. You know, But $800,000 a year, people, is puts him easily in the 10% category in American riches. So don't feel for bad sure. for him. You know, sure. but he's done. He's overcome more. He's overcome more than any other starting quarterback in the National Football League based on where he was drafted, where he was on the depth chart. And yeah. but he got a shot. If they hadn't been injured, he wouldn't have gotten a shot. See, that's what I hate. It's a say it's a, it's a he's a system quarterback uh, lie. It, because just because you're giving your shot doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Ask the Minnesota Vikings. Ask the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, ask any team that's lost their quarterback that question. And look what Purdy did. He came in and he blew up. So Purdy's the real deal. And and if they can, if Purdy can get away from those those handsome boy next door looks and get mean and dirty, they win the Super Bowl. That's my take. You know, does that answer your question, brother? Yeah, I just wanted to get your take on what you what you thought the top four MVP candidates were in, in order, and it's obviously Lamar Jackson number one. I just want to hear what your number two, three, and four. Yeah, yeah, and, and on Lamar Jackson with him, you know, maybe he, I don't know what his numbers are compared to Purdy's, but when it came time for that big game on national TV on Christmas, when everybody's it's like twenty six million people are watched that one, thirty million, maybe twenty six or thirty million. One of the games had thirty, the other had twenty six. I think the Niners was twenty six, which I felt shocking to be honest. Maybe it was a misprint of the article, but that's where Jackson shined. And that's what people will remember. So he won it fair and square. Because at the end of the day, it's an opinion award. You know, it's yeah, not an it award. Is. It know? is. So, yeah. so I think, you know, give it to Jackson. But Jackson doesn't care about that. He's got one MVP. He wants a Super Bowl. He's got to shake the demon off his back. He's a one and done playoff guy. You know? All right, brother. Any final, I'll give you the last word. Any final comments with the MVP race? You agree it's Lamar Jackson's and nobody's coming close, and we both agree Brock Purdy is actually the number two guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I say, unfortunately, because the the bias, I mean, Lamar Jackson probably should win it just because of what happened that yeah. one game, but that's one game. But if you look at their <laughs> overall, if you look at their overall performance, Brock Purdy is way better. His stats, way better than Lamar's. And it's not even close. So I agree. That, I agree. That one game, you know, he lost. It. He lost it in that one game, and that sucks. I. It does. And that is the most. That's what. That's what leaves you with that. Whatever they say is in your gut. That that, that whatever in your gut feeling. You know. Yeah. Because it was one game that cost you. All right. Black Monday is going to happen this coming Monday. And I wanted to do this topic because it's always fun to figure out who you think is going to be let go and then compare. Uh, I'm going to give you some names, Eddie. Uh, uh, tell me uh, uh, keeps the job or fired and maybe a, a point to back up your belief. Uh, the Raiders, Panthers, and Chargers have all fired their head coaches. Josh McDaniels, Raiders, Frank Wright. Panthers, Brandon Staley, Chargers. Uh, I'm not – the Staley firing was well-deserved. I think they should have let McDaniels finish the year out, see what he could do, and same thing with Frank Wright. But that doesn't mean I think they should have kept the job after the season, how it plays out. Uh, sometimes you got to give a coach enough to hang himself and uh, uh, before making your decision. And I say it that way, but it's the fair thing to do. Hey, make sure when you fire them, it's a deserved firing, not just because somebody doesn't like this or somebody doesn't like that. Bears, Matt Eberflus keeps his job Eberflus, or gets fired? Eberflus. Eberflus. Yeah. Do I think he stays? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I think he stays too. I'm seeing reports that he may be on the hot seat. And I'm like, why? They're starting to play great football. Their quarterback exactly. developing. It's like it's yeah. like it's a rebuilding team that's actually growing as the season progresses. So uh, yep. he should keep his job. The Commanders and my friend Noise knows this guy, Ron Rivera, the only yeah. Latino in the National Football League head coaching ranks. 
I, I, you know, I don't even care. I don't even care, that Latino. It's just we become so tribal. I say it mockingly and sarcastically. As I just want to see good coaches. I think he's uh, um, ever plus. I think he stays. Rivera. I think he goes. What do you think? I think so too. I think he's gone too. I agree. Yeah, he deserves to be fired, Eddie. But I will say this in his defense: that team did nothing to help them when they traded their two first-round edge rushers at the trade deadline. And, and your team got one of them in Young, and yeah, the other Chase one uh, yeah. went to Chicago. Uh, the other one was Chicago. Sweat. I think it was Sweat. Mont- Montez yeah, Mont- Sweat. Montez, yeah, Montez Sweat. Sweat. Yep. Man, that's a cool name, man. Mont- Yo, what's your name? Montez Sweat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Ooh. Do I think he at you? There's been a lot of rumors about, you know, Kraft wanting him out now. Um, I, I, I think he stays. I, I, just I have stays. no He's clue. Got, yeah, I think he stays. He's got way too much tenure there. One off year shouldn't erase all of this. And yes, it's most of his, all of his, his success is tied oh. to Tom Brady. <laughs> all right. of it is tied, tied to Tom Brady. So, but I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt and having one year, you know, or two years without Tom Brady, you know, I think he, 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 he has the pedigree to build the team. He's shown it before. So, you know, give him a shot to continue trying you know, to do it again. That's what you can do. You know, I was at the combine one year and I brought up, I said, Belichick, win, Brady's winning a lot of Belichick's getting the credit. And I go, before he came here, he was losing. I go, but we're at the combine. And if we look at Belichick's, Belichick had secured power, had won the power play, and was not the general. He's, he's dual role, head coach and our manager. But he sucks at drafting. And a reporter, an old veteran reporter said, William, it doesn't matter how bad his drafts are as long as they keep winning Super Bowls and they can convince uh, quality free agents to come. They can't do that no more. And that's why they're losing so ugly, so badly. So if I'm Kraft and I'm hedging on keeping him or not, I go, Bill, I got to fire you. I'm sorry. I am firing Bill Belichick, the general manager. But I want to keep Bill Belichick, the head coach. coach. And if he goes, no, I have to have both titles. I go, don't let the door hit you on the way out, hit you on the ass on the way out. Because he has proven to be inept, ignorant, stupid at times with his NFL draft decisions. And that's what has cost this team. So that that will be my take. Fired as general manager, uh, uh, kept as a head coach, but I don't think they're going to play it that way. I think it's going to be easy. And uh, so let me put it this way. Because of what I just said, I think he'll be fired because I don't think Belichick wants to give up the general manager. There are It's human nature to be power hungry like that once you've been at that position yeah. for so long. All right. Uh, 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 and you say he'll keep the job. Gotcha. Uh, I yes. say if he doesn't give up general manager duties, he gets fired. All right. Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith. Hmm. I no, no, no. Say Eddie, to help you out. To help you out. The, the, I will the, say he stays. Yeah. Brad right. said he's going to stay. I'm saying he's staying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the ownership said that he's going to be given another year, but you know, Owners have said that in the past and fired a, a coach after they just lose a terrible game. Uh, yeah. His issue is twofold. He needs a different play caller. He needs to focus on coaching and developing those players. This was supposed to be a transition year where Desmond Ritter was like Jordan Love. Desmond Ritter was like Justin Fields, like Lamar Jackson, meaning he grows into the job, and he right. has not grown at all. He's got like over 20 He's inconsistent. Odds. Oh, my God, you're being polite. Yeah. He's terrible with the turnovers and costly interceptions. <laughs> so my point is, Arthur Smith has kind of built his team up, but the quarterback play killed him this year. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think they're going to move on from Heineke and uh, 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 Ritter. But I think they're better off for looking for a stopgap quality free agent. I'm not saying – Hey, Russell why don't you go get Trey Lance? Go get Trey Lance. Trey Lance is an unproven player. You may as well as draft a quarterback. But Russell well, Wilson is not. It, Russell Wilson Well, I mean, if you're going to draft, draft the player, you have somebody who's been in the NFL for more than just one, uh, no years. Give him a shot. And he's, he's, a, he's unproven, going to be in time for a new big fat contract. You, you're better off going for the rookie who you have locked down for a few years and you can actually figure out if he can play or not versus a player who may have a few good games and then he's up for a new contract. You know, and the reason I say that is because Trey Lance, to me, has not shown enough to go. Yeah, we got to get that guy. 
You know, it's like Jordan Love. I was pretty comfortable that he would come in and do well based off his pedigree, based off the limited showing. Uh, I don't know about Trey Lance. And here's the reason why. He came from a small college that did not see a lot of big-time NFL uh, talent. Yeah, and he didn't even play uh, a full four years, if I remember correctly, or did he? I can't remember. But my point is, he has limited playing. So that's the only reason I say that. But my take is a Russell Wilson type. I'm not saying Russell Wilson, but somebody who has that experience, who has that potential as a stock cap. And maybe draft your guy, let him sit. Look, the Green Bay Packers had 30 years of Hall of Fame football because of Brett Favre. Then they told Aaron Rodgers, you're going to sit. And then they told Jordan Love, you're going to sit. And what did Jordan Love do this year as a starter? 30 touchdowns. So, So so right. I think they keep Arthur Smith, and, uh, despite the bad showings he's had the last couple of weeks. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen. Uh, I think he stays. I think he stays too. He's fifteen and eighteen with the Saints. They've been rebuilding. They're they've been in and out of salary cap hell since Sean Payton left. Uh, uh, so they've had to play with the books. They do quick fixes. His team is disappointed overall, but uh, his whole head coaching record is twenty three forty six. And when I first saw that, fired the buck. But then I realized he's only 15 and 18 with the Saints. And if they win the division and make the playoffs, he secured his job. If they don't win, then I think he may be let go. Yeah. So I think for Dennis Allen, it's do or die. He wins. He keeps it. If he loses, I think the team will make a change. And both arguments have logical basis and honest truth to them. You know, you got to make a decision. So you let the event help determine your decision. That's how life works a lot, actually. That's how I like seeing life. The Raiders, Antonio Pierce, does he go from interim to head coach? Man, you know what? That one's a tough one just because, you know, the team has definitely showed up for him. They've played hard for him. Um, He needs an interim coach. And I think they, you know, Mark Davis, you know, he wants to make a splash. He's been paying for, you know, uh, coaches to come in and you know Jim Harbaugh is out there. there's a lot of rumors about Jim Harbaugh and I think the Raiders would be a place that I, I think he would want to coach um so I, I would say that he's probably going to get fired not because of Antonio Pierce's uh production as a, as a head coach or his performance as a head coach it's mainly because there's other options out there that are sexier and I think he'll lose for that reason so I think he's going to get fired in favor of a big move by Mark Davis to bring in another head coach like a Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. I tell people, because I was asked this, what do you think of Antonio Pierce just a couple days ago? I said, look, he's four and four as a head coach. Josh McDaniels was three and five. So I, as an owner, that doesn't impress me, you know, because I thought the team had that talent anyway. But he's a good leader. Uh, uh, I, uh, at the end of the day, my take is this. If Mark Davis does not look at him as his guy, it has nothing to do with friendship, relationship, but as what you said, Mark Davis wants a certain type of guy to go there and win with. Uh, uh, If Pierce isn't that guy and they haven't bonded since he's become head coach, he's not, he will be let go. Uh, Also, if you, if I was a general manager and somebody wants to hire me, and they already hired the head coach. No, get the bleep out of here because you're going to be making decisions behind my back. And that's eventually yeah. going to get me fired from you. So, as a, a general manager may agree to come in, but only if they get to say uh, who they want as a coach. And they may want Pierce, you know? Uh, so, I think that's how that will break down. However, it's a harder decision because he beat the Chiefs. The Chargers don't matter. They're what, three and three and twelve, three and whatever, four and whatever. But the Chiefs was a big win for his oh, uh, yeah. under his under his belt. The downside is the Chiefs went on to lose a few more games over the next few weeks or a couple more games. So it kind of diminished that. But I think he's earned the right to now be seen as a senior type coach where he doesn't go in as a linebackers coach. He doesn't yeah. go in as he goes yeah. in as as an assistant to the head coach, you know, that type. I think he's Something earned like that. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah. so I, I don't think he will be hired because of what you said, though. Uh, I do think Jim Harbaugh is the one. Oh, and Eddie, there was a post on somebody. Damn you, Mark Davis. We know what, what Antonio Pierce is. He's a leader of men. He can do this. He can do that. We don't need no Jim Harbaugh here. And I'm like, bro, Jim Harbaugh. Took the Niners to the Super Bowl. He's got Michigan yeah. in the championship game. He's won yeah. wherever he's gone. He's actually proven with a track record. 
and you're saying Pierce is better? I was like, yeah. I'm like, no way. No I always way. tweet Twitter always exposes the ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is with Jim Harbaugh is that he wears out his state wherever he goes. And I don't know why that is, but he does. And it's like he's there to change the culture and and, 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 and have a four-year run, and then he moves on. You know, he's just one of these – like we were talking about for, for the uh, NBA, right? We were talking about that earlier, you know, about Monty Williams, you know, the culture changer, right? That's what he's brought, being brought in for. And I yeah. think that's what Jim Harbaugh is. He's a culture changer, high-profile culture changer that you know, provides results pretty quickly but then wears out his state quickly as well. So we'll see. And I know why. I am that kind of person. I realize in my mid-20s I had a five-year lifespan wherever I was at because I don't let up. <laughs> I don't let up. I want to do everything the best possible. I, I, I don't like excuses. I don't like this. I don't. Like, I wear on people. I have a personality that wears, and I learned that. And, and people eventually start to dislike that personality. Me. I got fired from a job from a lady when I was like 18. I'm oh, still wow. friends with her today because oh. she had no choice but to fire me. I, I deserve to be fired, and it was one <laughs> of the most important lessons I learned because I realized. Uh, how heavy my personality can be. And I was 18 at the time. So I kind of learned that early. I forgot about it, partying, you know, but then in the military. So, and the reason I say this is that's who Jim Harbaugh is. He just wears on you. He's so demanding. He wants perfection. He's, he's, there is no freaking excuse for us not to be the best if we are Michigan Wolverines. That's his belief. There's no reason for us not to win the Super Bowl if we are not San Francisco 49ers with this great tradition. That wears on people because maintaining that intensity is extremely difficult. I'm at a point in my life I don't care now. I'm like, I don't have many years left. I'm not going to do anything half-ass. You know? <laughs> the only no, thing, man, is that you know, the only thing he's got to learn how to relax too, Guillermo, because you know, as your health, you know, wanes, you know, the stress builds up, and you know, stress kills. So you definitely need to find a way to release, you know, this as well. So you definitely got to find some balance too, bro. I agree. And I have balance. It's called hot Bikram's yoga. It's called working out. It's mm -hmm. called doing drugs. No, I'm kidding. I'm a drug star. <laughs> but, but no, you are right, Eddie. I do certain things and I haven't for a year. And physically inside, I have felt like crap. That's why I started working till two or three. I'm like, I'm tired of going to bed with the stress that I still have all kinds of work. So I'm just going to stay up later and do the work. And you know what, Eddie? I think I told you this off camera. I'll tell the audience. Yeah. So I went to bed at 3.30 last night, woke up at 8. <clears throat> I, I played uh, uh, boogaboo with my little fufu dog. So, but the point is, is I felt so much better because I didn't have that stress. You are right. Stress is a killer. So even when I would go to bed earlier, 12, you know, 11, 12-ish, 12-30-ish, uh, I'd wake up stressed, you know? People need to really heed your words more than they do. But you're right. I work out. I do crap I don't want to do anymore because of the stress levels and what it will do. Robert Saleh, the New York Jets. Now, uh, I should have done this with uh, with uh, 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 the Falcons, and I apologize. But Woody Johnson, one of the most incompetent owners, and God bless him, he's a billionaire. He's done well somewhere, you know. But an incompetent NFL owner says Robert Saleh is coming back. Uh, 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 uh. But that can change depending if blowouts happen. Do you think on the official part, on Eddie's chart, do you think he'll be fired or come back? I think he comes back. And the only reason why I say that is because this team was one of the favorites of the top five to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And I think the team, you know, their whole plans de got derailed once he, you know, got he got hurt on the fourth play of his, of his season. So, uh, I, I, you know, they, he's, he's built a great defense. That defense is legit. It's legit. Right. So, right. No, no, it is. Um, it is. Yeah. But so the thing is, is that I think he deserves a shot, given that what he's built on the defensive end and being being able to call the plays appropriately or help call the plays, even probably design the plays on the defense to help that team. I think he deserves a shot to see what he can do when Aaron Rodgers comes back. So I think he stays. I, I think he stays. Uh, I would have fired his ass a, a few weeks ago. And here's why. You can only make so many excuses and play the uh, world team. We're gonna go, yada yada, uh, uh, before you realize what the issue is. Look, let me put it clear: they can't develop quarterbacks at all. This has been this is before Robert Saleh. You know, this is I mean, uh, the, their last great quarterback of note is Joe Namath. They've had a couple of good ones with 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 
I can't even remember their names, but something Todd and something. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Richard Todd. Uh, yeah. Richard Todd. Richard Todd. Is it Richard, Richard Todd? Back, and, that was a and, long and, time and, ago. And, and Ken O'Brien. Exactly. That's my point. And they haven't been a long able to develop. So I don't know if it's a curse, well, bad Chad, ownership, bad culture. Chad Pennington. He was a good quarterback. Oh, I apologize. This is Chad Pennington. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Vinny was decent too. Vinny Tessaberti was a bus player who resurrected his career, but the Jets didn't develop it. They brought him in. No, I know, time. but he did decent hey, there. He did decent yeah, there. but he, he wasn't a homegrown Jets product is what I'm trying to tell no, you. No, Chad Pennington and, and, was a Yeah, Chad yeah. Pennington was. But at the end of the day, he was never a top-tier elite quarterback, but no. he, was, he was so smart that you wanted him on the field. He was like Bernie Kosar. The guys look like the most awkward. It's like if you're the stud big man on campus, but you don't get that, you don't get that college scholarship, then you see a Chad Bennington or a Bernie Kosar because you're like, what the bleep? But that's yeah. how cerebral they were. And that's how good they were. But the reason I would have fired them is they had Joe Flacco last year. And let him go. Oh, yeah. And look, and look what <laughs> Joe well the Browns. With the Browns. Yeah, you're right. See, so, so that, you know, see, and the reason I bring that up is because I knew it would get that reaction. Oh, yeah. And that just proves, validates my belief. They can't develop or they don't know how to use quarterbacks. They also have one of the worst offensive coordinators in the history of the game today. He's been a loser as an offensive coordinator wherever he's gone. In Green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett never called the plays. It was Matt LaFleur. So yeah. just because Aaron Rodgers says, he's my bud, he's my bud, we a love machine, you know, doesn't mean squat to me. It's like the dude hasn't been a coordinator. And we saw what he did. He destroyed the Denver Bro. franchise in one season. Yeah, I would have fired Saleh, Hackett, and I would have told Rodgers, you're the one stuck with me because I'm stuck with you. <laughs> Deal with it. What do, you, what do you mean? I've been losing for 20 years as an owner. One more year with you, Rogers, isn't going to kill me. So I, and I, cause then I would have bought in a new regime and, 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 and said, do what you need. And that's the other thing. Woody Johnson probably needs to get his head out of what the general managers are doing. All right. Uh, but I agree with you. He's going to keep the job. Mike Vrabel, and I hope he fails next year. <laughs> you know, Mike Vrabel, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean that. But I, I just don't like hacking. I don't like people who don't deserve jobs and are doing as well as he is. Uh, it just that's my Panamanian third world uh, uh, hate the rich man <laughs> mentality. Right. I don't I don't mean it that seriously, but you get my point. Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans. Stays. I, I I don't know. I think it's time for him to go. Not because he's a bad human being, a bad coach. I just think Eddie. Sometimes you run your course in certain. Like I told you, I got a five year lifespan wherever I go, and I think Vrabel's just run his course. He's a smash mouth guy who wants a big cowbell back. There just aren't many big cowbell backs out there anymore. He's got to develop the passing game. Uh, 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 but the problem with Vrabel is not Vrabel. The problem is their general manager. The, uh, and they got a new one, but I mean, he gave DeAndre Hawkins an old man, more money. There were other positions of need, but he wanted to make the big splash. So to me, it's the general manager that should go, even though he's only been there a year. The DeAndre, DeAndre Hawkins signing to me it was, was, was terrible, you know. Uh, but Mike Rabel has worn out his welcome. I think when they get together, they're going to sit down with Rabel and they're going to go, are you ready to come from the from the old school of smash mouth football and, and, and integrate a new modern style of offensive scheme? And if he agrees to that, they keep him. If he says, I'm going to run my team as I see fit, which is his right, I think he's gone. All right, Brian Dayball. I think they keep him, Eddie. I think he turned the season around good enough in the beginning. They keep him. I'm not 50-50 on that one. Um, but I'll say he stays. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. I, I'll say stay, though. He started to lose the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, he started to lose the locker room. All right, let's review it and then close out the show. Everflus, you, we both said yes. Ron Rivera, we both said Black Monday would not be a good day. Bill Belichick, you said he stays. I had the little, he'll stay. Yeah, Yeah. if he gives up the GM job. If not, he should be gone. Arthur Smith, we both said he stays, right? You said he stays? Or you said he gets fired? Uh, Arthur Smith, yes. Falcons, stays. Yeah, Falcons, yes. I say he stays. Dennis Allen, you said he stays? Stays. Stays. Yeah, I, I said if he wins, gets in the playoffs, he stays. He loses Sunday, he's done. Raiders, Antonio Pierce, 
I think gone. he's gone, but not because of anything he's done. Right. Because Mark Davis wants his guy there. And at the end right. of the day, a friend of mine got mad for me. I said, look, Tony Pierce was just a linebacker's coach. He probably yeah. knew Mark Davis, but wasn't in his radar, wasn't in his inner circle, wasn't part of the group he hangs with or, or goes into the locker room and looks to talk to. I said, you know, I, I think as sad as it is, that's how decisions are made at times. Uh, okay. Robert Saleh, we both said he stays. Mike yep. Bramo, you said? I say he stays. You say and he I goes. Say, yeah, I, I say if he's not willing to compromise and upgrade his team to modern tactics, he's gone. Brian Dable, we both said he stays, right? Yep, yep. And, and there you have it, my friends. It's Eddie and Willie's, or I'm sorry, I go by William now. Eddie and William's pot, double podcast day. I want to thank everybody for listening. Do not forget, you can check out more of our podcasts at grumbleysmedia.com. We have our Points on the Board sports podcast, our Fired Up Conservative podcast, our Free for All Libertarian podcast, and we have the Red, White, and Rude, which is my favorite podcast, just because I get to talk trash about Hollywood and the rest of the world. And uh, you can find us at Grumley's Media on Rumble and YouTube under the Grumley's Media profile handle. You can listen to us on Google, Apple, Spotify, E. What else, Eddie? What's the final one? And what is it with the accent? Which accent? Pandora. You can listen to us on oh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people don't see me as Latino. And since we've been, since 2008, I'm, I'm like, yo soy Latino, S. Of course, S is a Mexican thing, but people don't know the yeah. difference. Very true. Very true. So, my friends, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow, to share these vids and our clips and everything else. And for Eddie and myself and the Points on the Board crew, we bid you good night and adieu.